Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a brain rewiring certified coach and human design expert. In this podcast, we talk about becoming the most kick-ass, unstoppable version of yourself, building a life of alignment and flow that you deserve, and taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at sandyyang.hd. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. So if you didn't know already, I love to talk about money. I love to talk about it, learn about it, talk about how to make more of it. So here we are. And this topic actually feels incredibly authentic for me to talk about. So one of my goals this year is to show up more authentically on my social media platforms and on my podcast and obviously in real life. So here we are. I was inspired to talk about this subject this week because first, um, if you follow the Instagram account, The Holistic Psychologist, you know it's a really good account when it comes to healing emotional and mental health. So today, I saw this post about financial trauma during childhood. It was a pretty intense Post. A lot of people were resharing it and people were really resonating with in the comments. Um, so it was a pretty powerful one. And I read through it. I was like, yes, 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 definitely experienced that, totally resonate. However, the cool part was that I wasn't upset by it. I wasn't angry because of it. I actually felt incredibly grateful that I experienced some of those financial traumas during my childhood. And that was such an aha moment for me because let's say 2019, 2020, even 2021 for a little bit, I would literally see that and go into victim mindset. I would probably have been like, yeah, like, it's all my parents' fault. Um, it's not my fault that I have a shitty relationship with money. Um, that kind of thing. When I first started doing brain rewiring related work in 2019, I would feel so upset that I am fucked up the way I was fucked up because of an experience during childhood that I never chose for myself. Um, so I'll get stuck there and not move forward. But yeah, like today, I was like, wow, like I've really grown and my relationship with money has really shifted for the better. And I really credit it to the brain rewiring and energetic work that I've been doing uh, very intensely over the last year. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to share some tools with you that I use that I found powerful um, in healing my relationship with money. And you can see which one resonates and hopefully they help you too. I'm going to start off by sharing how I used to see money. Um, so up until pretty recently, money... When you say the word money, it brings up feelings of jealousy, envy, pressure, stress, and responsibilities. My relationship with money would fluctuate pretty intensely. Um, so when I had a high balance in my bank account, I would be like, oh my god, fuck yeah. Like, I'm abundant, money loves me, and I love money. But when I felt like 
I didn't have enough or I couldn't afford things, I will start blaming and kind of see money as this thing that society has to work against me or make me a victim. So literally, I will go from feeling super empowered and abundant to completely being in lack mindset. You know how people sometimes say things like money is just energy and back in the day, I would roll my eyes so hard at that statement because I'm just like, I don't even know how that's supposed to help me. But really like money is energy and so is everything else. Money is energy, your partner is energy, food is energy. And seeing everything as energy has actually been really helpful in shifting some of the perspectives I have for certain things. So if money was energy, and I have this fluctuating inconsistent relationship with money, how the fuck is money supposed to feel safe to come my way? It's almost like, like when you have a friend who only likes you and wants to hang out when you know, you're hosting a really cool party, otherwise they just literally never talk to you. Like that friend is very hot and cold. That is not a very healthy relationship. And if you had something you want to give away to friends, you're not going to hit up that friend because, you know, you don't really know what's the deal here. Like, are we friends or you don't give a fuck about me? Okay, so the first tool I want to share with you in healing my relationship with money is Mm, journaling. Okay, don't roll your eyes at me. It's not you going like dear diary, but journaling is so powerful and I am absolutely obsessed with it. I encourage all my clients and friends to do it. And actually, I have been consistent with it all December and I literally feel so much more calm in my mind that, you know, I feel really confident. I have the answer within myself because when I am wondering about something, when I'm spiraling around something, um, every time I just sit and write down my thoughts, I feel much better. I have the clarity I was seeking. Literally, when people say you have the answer within, you certainly do. And sometimes when you're journaling, you realize, oh my god, this is like what I've been thinking. This is what I've been spending brain power on like these are my thoughts this is what i believe so it's actually super powerful to discover which are the looping limiting beliefs also it's just like a very safe space for you to be honest with yourself um okay this is like super triggering but people lie to themselves all fucking day long not intentionally but you know, we justify things and we sugarcoat things. So journaling is an incredibly safe space for you to just be honest with yourself. So you can get clear on, okay, this is what I think. This is how I feel. This is what I need. Um, so just get journaling. And this is really funny because so often when I'm in sessions with clients, and they are like really wondering about something, they can't get to the bottom of this. And I'm just like, have you journaled on it? And the answer is usually no. Um, so that'll be their homework. So your homework is to get a journal and write in it every single day. Um, if it's one sentence, that's great. If it's five or five pages, that's also great. And if you're like, I don't even know what the fuck to even write, 
then let that be your first sentence, and then the rest will follow. Trust me on this. Okay, so obviously I feel very passionate about this.、Um, okay, this is kind of、um, overlapping with the journaling piece, but the second tool is to write a letter to money. Um, talk to money as if it was a person, and see what you have to say, and also what money has to say to you. I think this is a really funny one because I used to blame my unhappiness on money. I'm a Sagittarius Moon. I love to see the world and like have really great experiences and do really fun things that you know I'll remember forever. But For a very long time,、um, even till this day, more or less, I will be like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do this now because I don't have enough money. But when I have more, I will do it. I will go to that city. I will book that trip. I will, you know, X, Y, and Z. Basically, when I have more money, I will be happier. And it's really interesting because money says to me, I'm not responsible for your happiness. Going back to the weird relationship with money, you know, see it as a friendship. If you know, sometimes you love your friend, other times you hate her or him. Like they're not gonna feel safe to be around you or come your way. It's like saying to your friend who you know is money, like, "Hey, I really love it when you're here, but I really hate it when you're not." Like, what kind of relationship is that? It's like blaming all your problems on that one friend. Poor money. So write letters to money. Talk to money as if is a friend that you want to have a healthy relationship with. Build that relationship. How do you want that relationship to feel? In the beginning of this episode, I share that I used to see money as pressure, stress. It's this big scary thing. It brings me more trouble and responsibilities. Like I don't want to see money that way. I don't want to see my friends that way. I want to see money as fun. I want to have fun with money. I want to have growth with money, and I want to be honest with money. You know. Okay, the third tool I want to share with you is pay attention to your language around money and abundance. Like when you go to a store and you see something you want to get, but it is rather pricey, do you say things like, "Well, I can't afford it," or "This is too expensive"? Like that's very disempowering language. So I would encourage you to just pay attention to. Where you are thinking or saying things that are disempowering around money, like I kind of pinch myself when I say things like "I cannot afford that," because the truth is, if you really want it, I'm sure you can find a way. You can move money around. You can sell some stocks. You can sell furniture. You can sell clothes. Like if you really want it, I'm pretty sure you will find a way to afford it. So. Basically, saying I cannot afford this is lying to yourself. Like you probably don't care for it that much to begin with. So I would encourage you to say, "Well, that's not a priority for me," or "I am choosing not to buy this." Also, I encourage you to pay attention to how the people around you talk about money. Do they talk about money in an expanded, empowering way? 
Or are they constantly complaining about things being too expensive? Rent is too expensive. I'm paying too much taxes, or gas is too expensive. So what are the people around you saying? And it is really interesting because when you pay attention, those people might make a lot of money, or they can be really well off, but they still feel scarcity around money. And honestly, if you're trying to heal your relationship with money, you need to protect yourself from that kind of energy. And you, by no means, have to stop being friends with these people. But just pay attention, and you can be the one that expands them. You can be like, "Hey, I'm actually trying to heal my relationship with money. I'm actively shifting my language around money, and I would love to do this exercise with you." And now you not only expanded someone, you have an accountability buddy, and just building off this tool, you can also start listening to podcasts around money psychology or personal finance or money management. Surround yourself with content that makes money feels powerful and fun and manageable. And if you can, also start spending more time with people. Who are very successful with money? Who have a really healthy relationship with money that inspires you? It's like the whole you're the average of the five people you hang out with. So if you let's say you live in a house with five millionaires, you will be the six. Okay, now I think about it, millionaires probably wouldn't share a house. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. Moving on to the fourth tool, you need to embrace. A healthier money mindset. So, if you wish to become a millionaire in the near future, you need to embody a millionaire mindset. And this is not just fluffy mindset work, but you need to figure out what are the knowledge it takes to become a millionaire. They probably know a bunch about personal finance and investing. They know what they're going to do with their money. So if you're calling in more money, but you have no idea what you're going to do with it when you have them, then money doesn't feel safe to come to you. And if it, you know, somehow does, you're just going to like lose it if you have no idea what you're gonna do with it. And we see that in the real world all the time. When people come across a bunch of wealth, but they don't know how to handle it, they actually. Just become broke somehow. So this is actually me. I was reading a personal finance book about wealth management, and I actually felt really awkward. I was like, I don't know why I'm reading this because I don't have all this money to invest in all these things. But in reality, I was just getting ready. I'm raising my wealth frequency. I am embracing a millionaire mindset. So. I can be a vibrational match for millions of dollars. Okay, the last tool I want to share with you is figuring out your money values. If you know me or follow me on Instagram or have been listening to this podcast for a while now, you probably notice that if I'm really into something, I'm like very into it, and I make everybody aware, and I. Almost like low key push it onto people because I'm so passionate about it.、Um, so the book I will teach you to be rich is a really powerful book, not only for money psychology but also 
tangible, practical tools to help you build a rich life. Essentially, what I really love about it is that the author talks about spending extravagantly on things you care about and cutting back ruthlessly on things you don't. And it's really funny because every time I talk about oat milk on Instagram, I get a fuck ton of engagement. That is ridiculous. So basically, the other day I posted on my stories. It was like a reshare of this reel talking about how oat milk isn't as healthy as people might think, and that triggered a lot of people. So oat milk is. For the most part, not that great for you. So, a lot of brands out there add canola oil or sunflower seed oil or rapeseed oil to their oat milks, and it is disgusting to think that your creamy white drinks have inflammatory oils in them. Also, they are kind of just higher in calories and carbohydrates. And I know you know it's not about calories or carbohydrates. Aren't like the devil, but it is unnecessary. I just don't see it as worth my money. And I know there are brands out there who have cleaner oat milks, but they're also like seven dollars for a bottle of four ounces. No, four servings of eight ounces, and I just can't get on board. And that's just me, so don't come at me. But the point of this is. It's really important to get clear on our money values and how our rich life looks like, and that is different for everybody. And I'll just share my highest money values to illustrate this point. I really value home. I would be happy to pay more rent, to live somewhere that makes me feel really excited to come back to, to decorate it in a way that's very aesthetically pleasing to me. And I really want a ginormous, luxurious bathroom. So home is really important to me, and I'll be happy and willing to hire out for cleaning, getting nice furnitures, and paying more rent to live somewhere that is safe and nice. I also really value wellness. I don't blink an eye when I spend money on organic, healthy whole foods. I really prioritize spending on self-care, like getting massages and facials, because wellness is really important to me. And the last thing I value is taking care of loved ones. So I, nothing makes me feel better to treat my family or friends or someone I love to a nice experience, like dinner or take them out on a trip or surprise them with a gift. Or even supporting them financially. So if I have a good friend and they start a business, I would like to be the first one to buy their product or back their company. So these are my highest money values, and everything else that don't fall into those values, I just don't really spend money there, or I cut back as much as I can. Like I'm not a foodie, although I do enjoy delicious food, but I'm never the one who is spending a lot of money on eating out. I also don't care for fancy five dollar lattes, so I make my own coffee at home, and you will never see me buying those. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense, and I am genuinely curious what your highest money values are. Okay, and there you have the five tools 
that really helped me heal my relationship with money. Hopefully, they were helpful and you learned something new. There's so many more tools I can share, but maybe I'll do a part two. I really enjoyed recording this episode, so I'm going to bring more abundance and wealth topics on this podcast and let me know if you like them.